Welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast, a show that is dedicated to educating you on applying science-based training, nutrition, and mindset strategies from some of the top minds in the industry to help you build a leaner, stronger, and more confident self. I'm your host, Jeff Hain. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast. Today is a Q&A episode and I have three questions I want to answer. But first, before I dive into that, uh, I was trying to make up my own word there, I guess, but, but first, I don't know what that is. Anyways, before I go into that though, just want to have a, a go over a few ways you can help support the podcast. So first, if you have found this podcast to be helpful in any way, if you could leave a rating and review, and that will help more people find this podcast. And again, appreciate everybody that listens to this um, podcast. Next, uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Jeff, H-O-E-H-N underscore. That's where I'm most active on social media. So if you have any questions or you need to reach out to me with anything, you can um, ask those questions there or just reach out to me. And then lastly, I have my one-on-one online coaching service. And with that, I help you lose body fat and build muscle with my strategic dieting and training methods. We look at things like your lifestyle and biofeedback to individualize your training and nutrition program to you and your specific needs. There's also at least one to two bottlenecks that we figure out that are keeping you from seeing the results that you want to see. And these are outside of the training and nutrition protocols. Uh, So these are things that are easy to overlook if you're not looking for them. And again, just things that really have nothing to do with training and nutrition. So if you're interested in that, um, you can... uh, click the link in the show notes or reach out to me on Instagram and we can uh, continue this conversation. So with that out of the way, let's dive into today's question. So the first question I have is haven't progressed in the gym for a few weeks, any tips? So I think the first thing to look at here, and so this is somebody that's trying to build more muscle, you know, their training performance has, has gone down and it hasn't, um, they haven't progressed. So I think the first thing is, is it really a plateau, right? So I wouldn't consider a plateau until you haven't moved up in either reps or weight in like two to three weeks or more. Okay. So if there is, you know, a couple exercises that are a little bit slower, or uh, again, you have one, one week where just your training session wasn't great. You just didn't, you didn't go up and weight or reps. Like I wouldn't consider that a plateau. Okay. So I think that's the first thing there is just realizing that we need to make sure that this is an actual plateau and, and, and things aren't really progressing. Because same thing with like scale weight clients will, you know, see their scale weight either go up one day or again, it, it like slows down for like a week, but the average weight is fine. So you get caught up in like too short of time frames, and we think that it's a plateau, but really it's just, uh, you know, it's just normal. And, and sometimes, you, you know, progress isn't linear. You're going to have these weeks where maybe things are a little bit slower. Uh, maybe they aren't moving. So I think that's the first thing there is if you are feeling this way, you know, look at, look to make sure that it actually is a a plateau. You know, again, if it's under two to three weeks, you might just need to uh, stick it out and, and things will go up. Now, if you're at the point where it's been two to three weeks, you're really plateaued, you're not feeling great then we can look into some things. So the first thing I want to look at is your sleep. Okay. How, how is that? Because if your sleep's been off the last couple of weeks and that's why you're and um, you're noticing that you're not able to progress as well, you know, that's the very first thing we need to look at is, is your sleep. If that's off, that is going to have a very large impact on your training performance and, and recovery. Um, so look at your sleep and, you know, with sleep, just a, just a few things here that I typically tell clients with sleep are first thing is, are you getting out? Like, are you getting outside early in the day? Uh, you know, within two to three hours of waking, are you getting at least 10 to 15 minutes of, of sunlight? And again, it doesn't have to be sunlight. If it's cloudy, that's fine. If you're not doing that, that might be something that you can do early in the day to help set up uh, 
sleep later on. You know, look at caffeine. Are you maybe consuming a little bit more caffeine? Maybe trading's a little bit tougher, so you're having more caffeine. Um, just overall caffeine intake for the day, if that's increased, I think that could negatively impact sleep. If you are having that later at night, you know, look at that. Try cutting it off by like two to three. Mother sleep things are going to be. You know, do you have some sort of bed right bedtime routine, or are you just doing something and then going going straight into bed? Um, you know, if, and when I say doing something, are you doing work and then going straight to bed? Or are you having like a super stimulating conversation um, and then going straight to bed? Are you working out and then going straight to bed? If you're doing these things, you know, try to give yourself thirty to sixty minutes to wind down where you just relax, do something that's that's relaxing, right? Um, really try to limit blue light exposure at night. Uh, so you know, if you're on your screens. Um, you know, look out for that. If you're doing that right before bed, especially in bed, that's going to negatively impact sleep. So with this, you can do blue light blocking glasses. Um, I have some, again, is it placebo potentially, but they do help me feel like I'm falling asleep. And I think part of it is like, I put them on and you get this, like this placebo of like, oh, it, you know, this is time to wind down. And so I think, it, you know, is, is there anything behind it? I do think it can help with the blue light exposure, but again, even if it's placebo, it works and, and if it can get you to, to, to relax um, and get into that bedtime routine, then that's 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 a win in my opinion. You can also set on your screens the blue light blocker so you can it, it gets like an orangish tint to it. You can do that as well too. Again, I would still try to limit blue light exposure as much as you can and like screen time before bed. But um, you know, one thing you can do there is is turn on the nightlight on phones and screens and stuff like that. I haven't figured out how to do it on TVs yet, uh, but phones laptops. Uh, I know you can do that. And then, you know, some other things you can do for sleep is make sure the room's cool, you know, 66 to 72 degrees. You can do white noise or you can just keep it super uh, quiet and then just have it really dark in your uh, room. And then if you are finding too that, uh, you know, too much food before bed can also negatively impact sleep. So just make sure you're giving yourself a couple hours there. So those are some things with sleep. And, and a lot of times people overlook those, or there's at least a couple things they can they can work on there with that. But you know, this is the very first thing that I'm looking at is are you sleeping well? Because if you're not, you know, that's definitely going to impact your training. And again, you need to make uh, an, an adjustment there with that. My next thing is going to be, are you not eating enough? You know, are, are you skipping out on meals around your workouts? And then also just overall, are you eating less? So if you're in a fat loss phase, realize that this might just be part of the fat loss phase where, you know, you're going to start to notice performance drop off. So um, if you are in a deficit and you're trying and you're going for fat loss during that period of time, you know, is it time for you to potentially take a break from fat loss or is your fat loss goals more important than maintaining building muscle? You know, again, you'll need to weigh that out. Um, but again, potentially switching to a diet break maintenance or building phase is going to be what you need here. So look at that. But again, also look at your nutrition around your training sessions. You know, even a little bit of hunger going into your training session can negatively impact training performance. So if you've been kind of skipping out on that meal ahead of time, you know, maybe look at adding in some carbohydrates and a little bit of protein, you know, one to two hours before your your training session there. So look, look at those things, um, you know, but again, you're the nutrition aspect is going to be uh, big. Now, if you're in, if you're at maintenance or in a building phase and you're finding this is happening, you know, you're obviously definitely going to want to make sure that you're, you're eating enough and other ways to, to find out that you're not eating enough to, or, you know, monitoring your body weight. If you're seeing your body weight trend down week over week and you're not trying to see it trend down, you know, you could be in a deficit and you do need to eat a, a, a little bit more food there. So, you know, these are, so first, so far, just to summarize this, you know, first make sure it's actually a plateau. Um, if it's just been like one session, it's probably not a plateau. Give it another week or two. Next, are you sleeping good enough? And then third is, 
are you not eating enough, right? These can all impact your recovery and therefore can uh, impact your training performance. The next is going to be, are you are you doing too much volume or is your intensity too high or a combination of both? So are you just doing a ton of like overall training volume, whether that be from like cardio training or just training uh, your weight training, whatever it may be, are you just doing too much volume? Right. And if you are, you know, you might want to look at dialing that back, whether that be dialing back your cardio or dialing back how many sets you're, you're doing, but you could also be doing too much volume with too high of intensity. Right. So a lot of times I see people's performance suffer when they're trying to go too hard every single week. And they're also doing a lot of training volume, but it could also just be one of those. Like, are you just trying to push yourself too hard week over week and you're getting too close to failure every single week? Now, when I say that a lot of people don't, don't push themselves enough regularly in their training sessions. So, you know, be careful with this one. But again, if you're not sleeping well, but you're also doing a lot of training volume and you're really pushing yourself, you know, it could be all, all three of these things, but I say sleep because sleep can be the first thing that you can do to, that will improve your recovery. If it's down and you don't have to change your, your training. So that's why I kind of say sleep's that first thing that we want to look at there with it. And then same thing with, you know, eating as well too. So you're eating enough. So again, are you doing too much volume or is your intensity too high for, again, your sleep that you're currently getting the amount of food that you're eating? So, so look at that. Um, you know, if, if you like how much volume you're doing, then maybe it's, you're looking at dialing back the amount of the, the, how hard you're training, right? You might have to go a little bit further away from failure if you're doing a ton of training volume or if your intensities, if you like training intensely where it's like you're getting super close to failure, um, you know, you want each set to be really, you know, really challenging, then you might have to dial back your overall training volume, right? I always think of this as like create a player in a video game where like things like frequency, volume of training, intensity of training there, you know, you can't have all three to the max. Like, you know, if you add one, you're going to have to take away from, from the other. Right. And again, it may, may not be specifically like that, but like, for example, you know, the higher volume is, you know, your, your intensity is going to have to go down a, a little bit with that. Right. Uh, again, the higher the intensity is the frequency is probably going to have to go down a little bit. Same with, same with training volume. So it's like, you can't have, if you're creating a player, you can't have everything be at the max. You have to, you know, give and take a little bit there. And same thing with the volume and intensity aspect of, of training to build muscle. Because again, if we're doing so much and we're not recovering, you know, that's probably why you're not, uh, that could potentially be why you're not um, progressing. Next, you know, do you need to take a deload? Has it been longer than like, say six weeks without taking a lighter week in the gym? If that's the case, you might just need to take a deload and, and back off a little bit for a week, right? You might need to just drop training volume, drop intensity, just give yourself a lighter week in the gym and really recover and maybe work on some of these other things as well too. So look at your deload, you know, that's, that's going to be important as well too. And then also it could be, you know, did you just wear out that particular exercise, right? If it's, if it's everything, okay, it's probably things like sleep volume. Do you need a deload? But if it's like a particular exercise, that's really not going up. You might just need to look at switching out that exercise for a little bit, or just changing the grip on it a little bit or your technique. So look at that um, as well too. If it's like one particular exercise. The other big thing here is if you feel like you're not progressing, are you just winging it? So if you're not tracking your lifts, I think that's also a big mistake people make here with this is if you're not progressing, you know, are you just winging your sessions? Like you just go in and lift this weight today. I think I did that last week. I think that can work for a little bit of time. And if you don't want to meticulously track everything, but I do think at some point you do need to have some sort of like tracking for your training, uh, just to make sure that you're doing enough and, and you're progressing over time. So, you know, see if you're just winging it, right. Um, you know, winging it, making sure you're getting on a good like training program. Those can all be um, super helpful uh, there as well to to help you here with with 
not being able to progress in the gym. So those are the biggest things, you know, if you're not progressing in the gym, you know, definitely look at those things, see if you can make any changes there with that. And uh, yeah, so that's it for that one. You know, let me know if you guys have any specific questions on that one um, moving forward. So my next question is, do you track overall protein or protein just from your typical protein sources? So somebody reached out and asked, you know, so basically what they mean by this question is, you know, if you have, basically we have like what we consider our protein, like protein foods, right? You know, think chicken, whey protein, eggs, stuff like that. But say you get protein from like oats and, you know, these can be called like trace proteins, right? So they're in like tortillas and like oats and and grains and stuff like that. Um, You can have some protein in them. And so, you know, do do you track that in collagen too, right? Do you add, do you track the collagen protein uh, with it as well? So like, do you track your entire protein or do you just track it from like typical protein sources? So I think the first thing to do here is like just standardize how you do it. But to make it easier, I just have clients and myself just track overall protein. I think just think that's the easiest. Now, in saying this, you do need to be careful with getting too much protein from incomplete protein sources. So think like your carbs and fats um, that have like three to four, three to six grams of protein per serving. So like nuts, beans, uh, again, oats, uh, like quinoa, um, a lot of your like yeah, sources like that. And then that's where you're getting most of your food, like most of your protein from, you know, you can, you can make that work. You just likely have to have a higher overall protein intake. But you, again, the other people that can get like incomplete protein sources are, are people who like lack or like it's lacking any one amino acid, right? And so this is going to be people who, who lack these foods that I'm about to talk about here. So like complete sources of protein are going to be things like meats, poultry, fish, dairy, eggs, stuff like that. Okay. So if you, you know, if you don't get a lot of that type of food in your diet, um, you know, whey protein you can put in there. So if you don't get a lot of that food in your diet, you are going to need to be a little bit more careful with your protein intake. And like, you are going to want to structure it um, to where you're getting all the essential amino acids. So like, for example, you know, the combinations like rice and beans, right? It's like those each have, those each have a blend of amino acids that together get you the complete, all the essential amino acids. But if you just have one, you're missing uh, a certain amino acid. So if you are in that case, again, your protein intake probably needs to be just a little bit higher, uh, because you're getting a lot of protein from those sources, but you also just need to make sure you get a nice blend of protein um, overall. Okay. So again, these are going to be like your vegetarians, vegans, um, again, people that omit certain foods from their, from their diet. So that's, that's how I would do that. But again, I think just to make it easier, if you are somebody who, who has meats, poultry, fish, dairy, eggs in your diet, you know, just track overall protein intake and just make sure that you know, most of that protein is from those sources. And then, Hey, if, if you get a little bit extra from like oats and and those other foods, you're good to go. But the biggest thing is standardizing it from there. Just to make it simple, I would just do overall uh, protein, but that's a good question. Cause I do feel like a lot of people, you know, are they, they're very curious about that. Also, Eric Trexler has a lot of good information on this. And I think me and him did an episode on protein specifically. I'm scrolling down here to find it. Yeah. So if you go to episode, uh, 225. Um, we talk all about protein and he, he he gives his thoughts on protein. So that's a really good episode to check out. All right. So last question of the day. Um, if I'm fasting in my workout, what is the window I should be aiming for protein after? So this is a good question. Um, so for body composition, right? So muscle maintenance gain purposes, I push clients to get protein in as soon as possible after a workout if they are fasted. So I would say within 30 to 60 minutes. Okay. We want to make sure we get at least 20 grams, 20 grams of protein 
in that meal afterwards. Um, and again, this goes back to our last thing, you know, make sure it is from complete sources of amino acids. If not, make sure you get a nice blend. But because you're going into your workout fasted, you know, you're in that catabolic state and then you go in and train and that further puts you in that, in that state, you know, we need to make sure that we supply our body with amino acids uh, to help recover from training. So uh, in that case, you would want to make sure that you get protein in as soon as you can, right? You know, I think if you're not going fasted, you have a wiggle room about one to two hours afterwards. But again, we don't, you know, we don't want to sit there and be like, oh, it's not important. Like you definitely want to make sure that after a workout, you get protein in within one to two hours after. Now, if you have one day where you can't get protein in for like three to four hours after, it is what it is. It's not that big of a deal. But we really want to limit how often we do that, especially if maintaining and building muscle is high on the priority list, which if you're from which if you're familiar with my content, you know that maintaining and building muscle is is super important. We want to make sure that we do everything we can to make sure we do that. So I really do push uh push that. But again, if if you're going into your workout fasted, that's where it's like, hey, you need to make sure you get protein in at least 20 20 to 30 grams, 30, 60 minutes after your workout. If you're not fasted. And you got protein in, you know, within one to three hours beforehand, you have a little bit of time frame here, or you have a little bit of extra time to go one to two hours after. But again, remember that how often, if it just happens once in a while where you go long without a long period of time after without getting protein in, you're fine. But if it happens regularly, you know, that probably is going to cause you to not build as much muscle or potentially not maintain as much muscle as, as possible. So, uh, again, there's a little bit of context there, uh, but if you're fasted, definitely want to make sure you get it in as soon as possible after. So that's it for today's episode. Let me know if you guys have any questions and I will chat with you guys next time. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at JeffH91 underscore or visit jhhealth.net. See you next time.